The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this fourth day of October 2023. Today's show, as always, brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase there at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all of their great uh, podcasts and articles. Everything in the world of sports is right there at BellyUp. Bellysports.com, and thank you very much for being a, making us a part of your day each and every day from all of us here at 1420 World Headquarters. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel because uh, these videos will make a lot more sense if you're watching them. You can listen on podcast form, obviously, but the YouTube channel is where we're kind of aiming towards going to uh, later on and anything else. Anyways, night one of the wild, the wild card uh, play, Major League Baseball playoffs got going last night. Some pretty good games, some pretty lackluster games. Kind of everything kind of went as expected, I think. It wasn't nothing mind-shattering. Mind, uh, there, there was some great baseball games. The Milwaukee-Arizona uh, game was fantastic from start to finish. Some great drama in that one. It was a heck of a baseball game. But let's start with the Rangers and the Rays. Uh, Ex-New York Yankee Jordan Montgomery, he was great last night for the Rangers in their 4 nothing win over Tampa Bay. Uh, Gumby, as they used to call him, I don't know if they still call him that in uh, in Texas, but that's what they called him when he played for the Yankees. Uh, he uh, Seven shutout innings, scattering six hits, struck out five in front of a whopping 19,704 people in at the Trop in uh, Tampa. It's not, you know, it's not their fault. It's just the way the, the playoffs are set up. People are, are at work. It's a ridiculous thing. We'll get that to half a second, too, because it's, it's quite ridiculous. Uh, Corey Seager, he went two for four last night. Tyler Glasnow of the race. He threw a wild pitch and scored a Seager later. Uh, I'm not going to say I told you so about the race, but I'm going to say I told you so. They just never seem to get it done in the playoffs. They always have that team that's close but no cigar, and they're the biggest uh, close but no cigar team in baseball right now. Uh, there's no score in the in, into the fifth of this game. Uh, the Texas Rangers played some great defense all throughout this game. Some great plays in, in the outfield. You see Montgomery a diving catch off the mound in the in the uh, fourth, I think it was, last night, where it uh, could have saved a run and on and on on it went they were the rangers were really good tampa bay was not how it all played out they uh they were just that team they weren't good through nine innings and you know what they're they're nine innings away from having their great season come to an end just as as, uh, as i kind of predicted they're that team that just does not get it done they're they're right there all year long uh winning in the postseason is tough and they can't seem to ever get it done they just have one of those things i'm not saying they're done yet because later on uh, today they're facing uh, nathan Evaldi and all his tommy johns later on saying he hasn't been great throughout september's and into october throughout his career so the Rays aren't done as of yet but I think that uh, the fat lady, she ain't singing, but she's sure humming a tune right now. And the Rays could have their season come to an end today. Eventually, Evaldi's got to have himself a game. But you never know what's at Randy Rosarina and Yandy Diaz and the like. Uh, you could see Tampa Bay squeezing one out today, maybe getting a win today and uh, extending that uh, series to three. It's too bad that that, that game of, uh, of this magnitude's played in front, of, in front of such a small crowd, 19,704 people at the Trop. Uh, it's just it's just a ridiculous uh, situation they have there in Tampa. Yeah, they didn't need 
new building, but Major League Baseball finds a way to puke all over themselves on a uh, on a, a week-to-week basis. We'll get to that in half a second, too. Next up, the game that uh, most people across Canada couldn't watch because it started at 2.30 Mountain Standard Time, which is 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. And Canada's got, like, the, the Toronto Blue Jays have one of the biggest fan bases in baseball. If you're a, a baseball fan in Canada, you're more than likely a Jays fan. I'm not saying everybody's a Jays fan, but every baseball fan wants the Jays to win because it keeps people interested. I've said this time and time again throughout the uh, throughout my, my life, actually. I've been talking about, about how it's got to get uh, different. And then you have, you have a game starting, like greater uh, like BC, Vancouver has a million people, and a million people can't be watching the game because they're at work and everything else. So how Major League Baseball thought that having this game start at 2.30 in the afternoon, Mount Standard Time, 4.30 Eastern, which so you have a, a number of people couldn't start uh, the game. Maybe they left work a little bit early, but it's ridiculous that that all turned out. But the Jays, they kind of pulled up a stinker yesterday in Minnesota, uh, fresh off their can drive post-game celebration on Sunday. Uh, they made an appearance at uh, at um, at Target Field, one of my favorites in all of baseball. The, the Jays fell behind early two, not on a home run by Royce Lewis. Uh, that scored two. He got another one in the six for insurance, but it but was the Jays who couldn't get it done with runners in scoring position throughout that game. Bobachet ran through a stop sign in the fourth inning. Uh, I don't know if I like that move by Bichette running through that uh, that stop sign, uh, especially in the three game series. Maybe it's a seven game series. You, you want to take a chance, but when you you have a guy at uh, third base, you. I don't know if he would have scored on that. Well, he obviously didn't score on that play, but I didn't like Bichette running through that through that stop sign in, in the fifth inning or the fourth inning. It was one of those things. And you had Carlos Correa as one of the best best players in baseball, one of the best third basemen. He had to make a great play, obviously, and he ended up doing that. Um, I, I don't like I didn't like Bichette's comments after the game. He seemed a bit sheepish and everything else. I I, I I don't know if I he, well nobody sent him. He went on his own volition, and maybe that's how that Jays team is. Uh, they're a little bit selfish. They're a little bit um, me, me, me. And Bichette showed that by running through that stop sign. Uh, would it have mattered? Probably not, because the Jays couldn't hit with runners in scoring position. They had a two on, or they had a uh, Gladdy got on in the eighth on a leadoff double. They didn't move him over, and so was life with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Jose Barrios versus Sonny Gray today. I uh, I don't know how much uh, luck they're going to have. Sonny Gray has had a uh, reinvigorated year this year. Uh, when he didn't, he didn't do so well as a Yankee. Then he went Cincinnati, and he was fantastic for them. He had a great year with with the Minnesota Twins. I think the Jays are, are done done like dinner today. I think their season comes to an end around 5.30 Mountain Standard Time tonight, and that'll be it for the Toronto Blue Jays in this next year land for them. I don't see them going on in any um, – they just can't hit. They haven't hit for two weeks. Basically, when they, they lost the, the six out of their last eight or whatever it was, or four out of the last six, and they lose again yesterday, their situational hitting has not been very good at all. The Jays are are done like dinner by 5.30 to tonight. They can mark that one down on, on the wall. I think it's all, all done. The Jays have to do a little bit of a soul searching, get maybe different type of management. And obviously that play yesterday by, by Bichette, uh, by running through the, the stop sign at third base, that shows the selfishness and the maturity level of that baseball team. Uh, he took it upon himself to go. Yeah, if he scores, he's a hero, but he didn't, so he's a zero. Kind of one of those things. Uh, and his response after the game, I didn't like that at all. Uh, that team is, uh, they're, they're very selfish. They're very me-me-centric, and that's a lot of today's athletes. I shouldn't say, not, I'm not saying all. Don't, don't, don't say that, but I'm not saying all, but I thought Bichette running through that was a kind of a uh, a pitcher of the entire Toronto Blue Jays season, and I think that they're going to be done today. Uh, hell of a ball game last night in in Milwaukee. Uh, geez, a great ball game with the uh, the Brewers taking an early 3-0 lead over the Diamondbacks, only be down 4-3 after four innings. Uh, back-to-back home runs by Corbin Carroll and Kettle Marte. The back-to-back Jackson belly-to-belly, and then Gabriel Marino hit one later on to take the lead. Uh, didn't do any... any uh, 
I, I noticed Marlon Man back there. I didn't know Marlon Man was still a thing. I was quite concerned that he was uh, he was gone away because we'd never see him again. But there's Marlon Man sitting out there. The play of the game for me was Evan Longoria uh, was four three in the fourth inning, I believe it was. Uh, bases loaded, uh, shot down third baseline. Longoria made the play to end the inning, doubling up doubling up the game, and that was it for the Brewers. They couldn't get nothing done. Uh, it's one of those games you just see the uh, the Brewers uh, not having that team. Can the Brewers win today? A hundred percent, they could. They're a very good ball club. That atmosphere in Milwaukee was very good last night. They have a great fan base, and uh, Milwaukee can get it done. Milwaukee's got to remember that they they're a, they they're a division win, like they're, they're a division winner. They're they're a very good ball club, but can they get it get it done in the in the big picture? I think it, this one's going to go three. It's going to be tough because Arizona's good, but they're not great. And sweeping a, a very good um, Milwaukee Brewers team can be done. Uh, it's going to be Freddie Peralta's on the mound for the Brewers too. So you got to think that he, they're going to get that thing done and call it good. Uh, last game of the night last night was in Philadelphia. What an atmosphere that was. That whole that Philly team is good. I've been warning people about them for quite some time since they got the fourteen twenty uh, slap in the butt a few weeks back or a few months back when they were really struggling to get off the, the season going a little bit. And even uh, Trey Turner called himself. Like, he said his mom thinks he was the worst player in baseball. But ever since that happened, things have turned around for the Phillies. They were they were fantastic last night. They went up 3 nothing after four innings. It could have been a lot worse if it wasn't for Jazz Chisholm Jr. to get Nick Castellanos out of the home plate. Great throw from him, but it didn't matter. It was already 3 nothing. Uh, that's all Zach Wheeler needed. He was he was fantastic last night. Six and two-thirds, five hits, uh, striking out uh, eight Marlins. The Phillies team is really, really good. Marlins were happy to be a part of it, it looked like to me. They were happy to be uh, there. They were happy to just be a, be in, in the show. Maybe if they're getting set for next year, maybe make some trades in here and that. But that one could be done to today as well. Um, the Phillies are, are just that good. And I, I predict that they'll, they'll be going to the uh, – I think they're going to the World Series. They're, they're that good right now. It's one of those things that will be done today. Uh, I, forgot, I forgot like last night when we were watching the game. I forgot how much I dislike Craig uh, Craig Kimbrell, uh, the ex uh, the ex Dodger, but more so ex Red Sox with his man bun and his arm wag and everything else. I can't stand that guy. I've never liked him. It's just one of those things with Kimbrell. I, I just don't understand it. Let's get to the uh, so, so yeah, it was four great games today or last night before four great ones today again. There could be some seasons coming to an end. I think the Jays are gonna are done like dinner. I think the Marlins are done like dinner. I think the other two could go into Tomorrowland, but that's just kind of how it goes. Let's get into the negative of yesterday. I uh, Baseball is such a regional sport, and I don't understand why Major League Baseball finds a way to make sure that people can't watch baseball with their, with their blackouts and this and that and everything else. Um, but nobody is, uh, unless you're a baseball uh, light, a dork like myself, you're not going to be tuning in to a, a Tampa Bay Rays um, uh, Texas Rangers baseball game if just for something to do. You're, so why not have all the games on at the same time? The NFL does it. Yes, they, they don't do it in the playoffs. I understand that. But baseball isn't like the NFL, where, where the betting and everything else. But baseball people want to watch the games, and when baseball doesn't give people a chance to watch games, it's a, it's an absolute shame. Yesterday, with that game starting here at two thirty in the afternoon, yes, I have a situation that's different than than most. But I, so I was able to watch that game, but there was a lot of people who couldn't. And then all of a sudden, it's over, and then the Jays' season is, is over, and you have a lot of people who who follow these teams through one hundred sixty two games throughout the season. They, they they play play games at night, and they play games on the weekend, so people are, can watch it. And I'm sure it's not just Jays fans. Who are upset with this? I'm sure baseball fans right across right across North America and the world uh, are, are a little upset with this. I don't understand why baseball finds a way to puke all over themselves. Yes, I understand. I understand advertising. I understand marketing. I understand network availability. I I totally understand it. But but find a way to get that done. Find a way to let people watch the game. You see, you keep saying you you want the game to grow. You keep saying you want the game to uh, evolve a little bit and get and reach younger generations. The younger generation was in school yesterday uh, in the Pacific Pacific time zone when these games started they can't watch it's, it's that simple and then in the in the in the in the uh 
in the uh, Eastern time zone, people are going to bed at, when the game starts at 8 o'clock, right? So it's just one of those things. Find, find a sweet spot. Find a way to have all these games available. Find a way to do it. Find a way so people can watch these games during the day. Don't have day games in the middle of the week. It's that simple. Like you don't do it in the summertime. Why would you do it in the, in the biggest stage? Uh, the biggest stage of your season is the major league, major league baseball playoffs. So why not let people watch it, grow your game, and let it go? Now you're going to have a bunch of people who – spent 162 games pining over the Toronto Blue Jays. They, they could be done today. And all these people who watched, watched the Jays all season long didn't get to watch their two playoff games. Think how ridiculous that is. So that you, you, you want your team to go to the playoffs and then you say, well, you know what? It's over. You don't, you don't get to watch. It's absolutely ridiculous the way that, that, that Major League Baseball does that. It's, it's, a, it's an absolute shame that people can't watch their team, that they follow all year long. They follow the stats and it's just over. It's, it's done. Could the Jays have played better yesterday? 100%. Are, are you going to blame Major League Baseball because the Jays are, are done today? No. You're only blaming Major League Baseball because they don't let people watch the game. I understand that network availability. I totally get that. But to not let people watch the games that they want to watch, like if you make them watch game 58 when it's the, the, the Tampa Bay Rays and the, the Kansas City Royals in town or whoever it might be and then they can't watch the playoff game, it's an absolute disgrace on Major League Baseball and it's a, it's a, it's a crying shame that that happened yesterday and it's, 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 it's odd to me that these guys in, in the big office in New York can't figure this out on Madison Avenue or wherever it is. Why, why they can't figure this out to get people to watch the game and grow your game at the biggest stage, uh, the biggest stage of the season, and people couldn't watch it. I I, I don't understand it. And uh, to end uh, today's uh, little diatribe, I guess I'd be remiss to, to, if I didn't mention the uh, New York Yankees basically said that uh, Brian Cashman and uh, Aaron Boone were coming back next year. I predicted Boone would be back a few a few weeks back. I said no matter what, he'll be back next year. Uh, Cashman, I was un- unsure of, but it sounds like they're running the exact same thing back because they. They also said they're bringing Sean Casey back as a hitting coach. Remember, they brought him in uh, with about a two, three months left in the season, and, and nothing really changed for the Yankees. Or they're on the outside looking in, but Sean Casey's coming back as the uh, hitting coach. They were supposed to have this uh, this external review of what was going on in Yankee Land to try to make things better. But it looks to me, you know what? They're going to run the exact same thing back. Sean Carlos Stanton's going to strike out a, out a lot again next year. They're going to have the exact same players, the exact same farm system, the exact same analytics guys, all of it. It's an absolute disgrace what the Yankees are doing. I, I don't understand why they would have that that same situation, have the same guys coming in and out. It, it doesn't make any sense to me, but they did it. And so, you know, Steinbrenner's paying the bills. And that's what he wants to do. It's a, I, I don't get it. I will never understand it. But that's a, one of those things. And there's my Yankee talk for the week. I, I tried to stay away from it all, but uh, I just can't seem to stay away from the New York Yankees. It's, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess. Anyways, here's a, a little word from our friends at Seeky. The Foul Baller. If there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. Under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. All right. Uh, thanks very much to Seat Geek for sponsoring the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. 1420 in the morning and every other bloody show we got going on here. But uh, yeah, use 14, we'll call up, uh, promo code 1420pod at SeatGeek.com today to save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Go to some baseball games. That's the only way you get to see them, apparently, because you're working in the middle of the afternoon. You can't watch the damn game. And there's hockey games coming up, too, and everything else is going on. Speaking of hockey, I'm joining the Belly Up Hockey uh, Super Show tonight at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, I think it is. Rod, Pe- from Rod Peterson from the Rod Peterson Show is going
going to be a, a special guest for, for the Belly Up guys tonight at uh, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern, and what, you guys will figure it out. That's, I guess that's 5 o'clock Pacific, and you guys will figure it out in your local time zone. Check your local listings. It's one of those things. Anyways, uh, on this day in 2001, Barry Bonds hit his 70th home run of the season in the Giants' 10-2 win over the Houston Astros in front of 43,734 people at Enron Field. That's now Minute Maid Field, kids. In Houston, Bonds, 70th of the season, was a solo shot in the ninth inning off of Wilfredo Rodriguez. Bonds went one for two on the night and was walked three times in five plate appearances. Bond had walked, Bonds walked 177 times that season, the third highest total of his career, but is a home run total of 73 that is still talked about to this day in sports bars and conversations with ballparks and ballpark guys and baseball guys all over. Whether he's the home run king or not, it's still the most home runs in baseball history in one season, so you got to call him the home run. Run, the home run king. It's just one of those things. If you like it or not, it's still the number, and that's how math works. He has the most, so he's the home run king. And on this day in 19 or in 2001, Barry Bonds hit his uh, 70th home run. He finished the season with 73, and it's a remarkable feat. Like no matter what you say, say about Bonds, he uh, he it's a round ball and a round bat. He still got to hit it square. Did he have some help? Yeah, the guy's gonna be a Hall of Famer regardless, and and everything else. It's just too bad it uh, has to uh, go this way the way it did, and just uh, ego gets in the way, and, and everything else. Like you just think about him and A. Rod and those guys who should be who were guaranteed first battle Hall of Famers, and how the uh, the Eagles took over. But that's been uh, beat to death on every sports talk radio show, every every uh, podcast show, and everything else. So let's move on to the next one. Uh, happy birthday too. Retired Major League pitcher Jared Weaver, born on this day in 1982 in Northridge, California. Weaver was drafted in the first round, 12th overall, the 2004 draft out of Cal State, Long Beach. Weaver pitched for 11 years for the Angels, was a three-time All-Star All-Star while playing for Anaheim. Uh, Weaver's career total were 150 wins and 98 losses, a 3.63 ERA, 14 complete games, struck out 1,621 hitters, and made $99 million over his career. Weaver threw a no-hitter versus the Minnesota Twins in 2012, walking only one. Uh, Josh Willingham uh, with, the two, with two outs in the seventh inning of that game otherwise he would have had the old perfecto so happy birthday to jared weaver the perfect uh no hitter with only the one walk to uh to win a game that uh jared weaver he was a good pitcher he was a really solid solid pitcher throughout his major league baseball career he went for for, for like half a season i think to san diego and they said uh five five or six starts didn't go so well to end his career there but happy birthday anyways to uh to jared weaver there's our show tonight today uh, guys thank you very much for watching or listening uh if you've listened later on the podcast for make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel like we always say because these videos are coming up they're pretty good actually you should make sure you get to, you take a look but uh anyways that's all i got for today remember to watch the belly up uh, uh hockey super show tonight six o'clock mountain standard time eight o'clock eastern check your local listings and on and on it goes and remember it doesn't matter where you are it's who you're with have a good day folks we'll talk to you tomorrow you just listened to the 1420 sports bar podcast four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more we are part of the belly up media network let's get into it